You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on off the first in time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. How are you? Thanks for being here. At Gary Hill Jr. on Twitter, at Mariners Pod. Great to have you here as we talk Mariners baseball and just talk about wins each and every day because that's what the Mariners do. They win each and every day. Incredible three-game sweep. Last time we spoke, the Mariners took game one of the series against the Angels. They end up taking the next two. So we have a lot of highlights, reaction coming your way in the next few minutes. Also, great conversation with Gene Segura coming up in just a few minutes. And Aaron and I will chat for a few minutes about Gene Segura and Mitch Hanniger. It's unbelievable what those two have done this year. Really the cornerstones of this offense this season. The Rocks, given uh, other guys that have missed time, the everything they've had to overcome along the way, it's been remarkable what those two have done. Uh, it's remarkable what's happening right now with the Mariners. Taking on the Angels, and you heard Mark Langston talk about it. Uh, we played it on the podcast uh, a couple days ago. Talking about the importance of this series from the Angels' perspective. They're the ones chasing the Mariners. Mariners playing so well. Angels had won six in a row and then losing the game before coming to Seattle. So they were playing some really good baseball and then ran into the buzzsaw that is the Seattle Mariners. And after the Mariners took game one of the series, game two, Mariners playing long ball and that has been the story for the Mariners as of late they continue to play long ball the 1-1 one, one to Hanniger swinging a drive deep to left field Upton going back looking up goodbye baseball into the Angels bullpen he did it again Mitch Hanniger with his second home run of the night giving the Mariners a three to one lead here in the bottom of the eighth inning home run number 14 in the first Home run number 15 of the year with a man on David Freitas here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And what a night for Hanniger. A 3-1 Mariners lead. More long ball two for the M's. The pitch. Swing and a drive deep to left field. Healy has done it again. Goodbye baseball. Off the scoreboard. Beyond the Angel bullpen, Ryan Healy with his second home run of the ball game. He has 12 on the year, and it's now the Mariners 6 and the Angels 3. What a night for Healy. 6-3 would be the final in game two. So the Mariners win the series and then playing with a little house money, trying to get the sweep against the Angels in game three of the series. And again, 
more long ball for the Mariners as they built a three-run lead early. The 1-0. Swing, line, drive. There it goes. Left field. It is gone. Way gone. Up above the out-of-town scoreboard in left center field. You knew it right away. Nelson Cruz, his 16th home run this year. His last five hits have not come back. And the Mariners add on to the lead. It is now 4-1 Mariners. 4-1 M's at that point. Marco Gonzalez on the hilt. Not as sharp as he has been, but got out of a big jam in this one in the fifth inning. And now the 1-2 on the way to Maldonado. Swing and a miss and a fastball for strike three. And then will retire the side. How about that? Gonzalez strikes out the side here in the top of the fifth inning. Strikeouts five, six, and seven. As the Angels leave the tying run stranded at third. The go-ahead run stranded at first. And that's it for the Halos in the top of the fifth inning. What a job by Marco Gonzalez. One run game at that point, but the Angels would tie it in the sixth. They take the lead with two home runs in the seventh. They're up by two, six to four, and that's after the Mariners uh, had the bases loaded and couldn't score. The Angels have a two run lead, but then the Mariners would come back, as we have seen so many times this year, punching a run across in the seventh. The set and the pitch. Swing and it's looped into shadow right field. It dunks in base hit. Gordon to second. He makes a turn. This ball rolls just in front of the track. Gordon's being waved home. He rounds third. Kinsler's throw to the plate. The tag. He slides. He is safe. And Segura stands up at third. And the Mariners are within a run. And it looked like it had that run. Gene Segura tagging up on a short fly ball left field. A tremendous slide. Looked like on replays he got in, but the original call was. He was out, so the call at home plate was not reversed, so the Mariners still trailing in the eighth inning. More home run for the Mariners. This one was destroyed. The pitch from Parker. Swing and a drive deep to left field, and this ball game is tied. Going, going, upper deck straight away left field. Ryan Healy holds his 13th home run of the year. And yes, indeed, Healy ties it. It's the Mariners six, the Angels six. Fastball up and in, and Healy rides it out into the upper deck, about five rows back into the upper deck. So the game is tied going into the ninth, and you just cannot get any better in one inning than Mitch Hanniger in the ninth inning. First, it was the top of the ninth on defense. Here's the next off of the way, swinging up. Pop up into right field, and this one is going to be caught on the run by Hanniger in right field. A throw back to first base to Healy, and they will double up. Blash at first base. Holy smokes, a fly ball to right into the corner. And Hanniger on the run is able to make the catch out by the warning track, and Blash was taken off towards second. He got all the way to the bag, tried to head on back the throw in by Hanniger to Healy. Healy with the race to the bag, and he beats Blash to the bag. A 9-3 double play, and that will retire the side. Holy smokes, what a play by Hanniger. And that set the table for Hanniger offensively to win it with one swing of the bat. Here's the pitch, the Mitch. Swing and a drive, deep to left field. Going, going. Goodbye baseball. A walk-off line drive. Two-run home run for Mitch Hanniger to win it. Holy smokes, the Mariners beat the Angels. 
by a score of 8-6. Hanniger with his second walk-off home run of the season is getting mobbed at home plate. And the Mariners complete the sweep of the Angels on a Wednesday afternoon in a light drizzle. What a finish, a fabulous finish here at Safeco Field. The Mariners win for the 44th time this year, and they get to 20 games over 500. 20 games above 500. The Mariners 25-10 and 10 since May 8th. That is the best record in Major League Baseball since then. The sixth walk-off for the Mariners this season and they continue to dominate at home. They have won seven games in a row at home. They've won 14 of 16 at home. They are playing incredible baseball. The third best record in the big leagues at 44 and 24. They've won four in a row. They're 23 and 12 at home, and they're in first place in the American League West still. Third best record in the big leagues. It just is amazing what they're doing right now. Finding ways to win on a nightly basis. And now the Boston Red Sox come to town for four. We'll talk about that more coming up in a few minutes. But some good stuff here from Mitch Hanniger after the ball game. And what he says, uh, the story he tells about himself with Mike Zanino looking at video I mean, to me, it really says it all about this team and what they believe about themselves right now. Yeah, when they uh, when they went up to um, me and Z were sitting in the little video room, and I was told him, I was like, we're going to win this game. He's like, I know we are. Like, and that's just kind of the vibe. Um, we're never out of a game, so just keep bringing it. Yeah, hopefully the next time roof goes a little faster. <laughs> That'd be good. How different an at-bat was that? Um, not too bad. I mean, um, I think as at-bats go on and your helmet starts filling with, with water and dripping in your eyes, that's when, but luckily uh, it was early in the bat, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter who we play, in our opinion, just a win's a win, and, you know, they're a good team, so it's been it was great to sweep them, but uh, no matter who we play, we just want to win every series and, and we win each game each, each night. You guys have come back and come back in so many games, but it seems like this one was a little bit different than kind of the reactions that we've seen. Like, yeah, kind of a back-and-forth game, um, big series, and, and playing the Angels, kind of a you know, division rival, so... Um, it was a good win, and, and like I said, it, you know, any team we play, a win's a win, and we're out there every night trying to trying to get one. You said you and Z were talking about we're going to win this game. What have you learned about winning these games this year? They don't just happen. Yeah, so, I mean, when we're pitching like we are, we know they're not going to score runs, and we, we have such a powerful lineup, and, you know, on any given night it can be somebody else, and um, that's kind of the vibe. It's like, you know, we're not there's no panic. It's just all we know we can do and just stay within ourselves and, and get it done. Double play there in the top of the ninth. Saw so you had some run there. Yeah, um, just trying to track it down. Then once once I caught it, I didn't. I had no idea where the runner was. So I just want to come up firing, and and you know, luckily he was off too far, and we were able to um, you know turn two. Because you're seeing the defense there tonight. Is that one of the loudest you've heard the stadiums get in your time? Honestly, in that moment, I don't really like hear much. I just fired up, and I, it's tough to um, take it in. You know, when it's happening that fast. Mitch Hanniger, star caliber season. 
yesterday playing game number 163 in a Mariners uniform. All he has done in an M's uniform, batting 277, 32 homers, 99 RBIs, 36 doubles, and he is doing it all right now, playing at such a high level, as are the Mariners as a team. He had a great ball game. And how about what his teammate said about Mitch Hanniger, Ryan Healy, after the ball game, who had a big game himself. Ryan, the last couple of days to see the home runs, to see you guys battle back. But this game in particular, it was battle, battle, battle throughout the entire afternoon. This team is unbelievable. There is so much fight. You know, inning one through nine. Obviously, you know, night to day game, guys are maybe tired, dragging a little bit. This That was so special. You know, just battling every single one of the men on the roster today. That was unbelievable. That was fun to be a part of. Great to see what you've been doing with the bat. Three straight days with a home run. You saw the fastball you like. It looked like you jumped on it. Yeah, you know, looking for a pitch in that zone early in the count. Um, you know, got it there. Unfortunately, didn't miss it. So, big situation for us. Mitch Hanniger, again, another tremendous throw out in right field. He's unbelievable. Everything he does as a ball player, he is special. He is really special. We need to send him to D.C., fans. Really do. <laughs> Absolutely. I think there are a bunch of players that need to go to D.C. Give us the case for Mitch. Everything he does is special. He's a young talent coming up, and he plays the game really hard every single day. Um, you know, Hopefully the people around the country are taking notice. I know the Seattle fans are, so let's reward him and send him to D.C. 10-2 and two in the month of June. I mean, you mentioned the travel. It doesn't look like anybody's tired. You come to the ballpark and have fun. Yeah, I think we come to the ballpark and we're excited to play. You know, we're clicking on a lot of cylinders right now, but at the same time, you look up at the scoreboard, you know, a couple sloppy plays offensively, defensively. I think we're better than this. Uh, but the fact that we have the fight to be able to win this this kind of game still is unbelievable. What happens when you guys go down a run or two? What's going on in that dugout? You know, I think that we're hungry at all times to grab a bat. You know, we're really looking to get up there and hit and, you know, get a rally started. It's not like we're looking to hit homers all the time, but, you know, we got some good hitters one through nine in this lineup that really want to get everyone the opportunity. Lastly, we've seen all the home runs the last couple of days. Last night, you said, yeah, I kind of wanted to do it too. Feeling better at the plate right now? Yes, so far feeling better getting the timing down, so it's fun to contribute right now. Contributor, everybody contributed a great win. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. And it's amazing to think about the swing in this series, the sweep over the Angels. With this sweep, Angels seven and a half back of the Mariners right now. 37 and 32. They have some injuries they're dealing with. The Angels now have lost four and a row. You look at the landscape of the American League. Yankees, Red Sox in the east, Cleveland right now, the front runner in the central, Mariners and Astros at the top in the west. I mean, seven and a half is a lot of games. You start doing the math. Can that be overcome? Obviously, we're talking about mid-June, but the Mariners have put themselves in great position, and this was a pivotal series and a big series to get against the Angels, and it sets up what is going to be a ton of fun this weekend against the Boston Red Sox. We'll talk about that in a second. First things first, let's hear from the skipper, Scott Service, after the game. It's another afternoon ball game. (laughs) Um, I don't know where to quite start with that game. It had a little bit of everything in it. Uh, Our team absolutely has no quit, and it's great to see as crazy as it was going along, and we're shorthanded today. We're shorthanded in the bullpen, uh, shorthanded on the bench. Uh, but you know, guys hung in there. Um, just an outstanding effort by everybody uh, that contributed today. So I'll take the questions, but there's a lot of stuff that happened in that game. <laughs> you start with Hanniger. It's, it's, it's 
pretty amazing what he's done in the last couple of days. Yeah, Rich, uh, sorry, Mitch, that's a long game. <laughs> Mitch has had uh, just had an unbelievable run. Uh, I think the, the focus late in games, we continue to see it. Uh, both he and, he and Gene, uh, especially late in the games, like they're not going to get out. You know, and they obviously once it leaves the bat, they can't control it. But, you know, the, the competitiveness uh, both those guys have and making adjustments, having a feel what the pitcher's going to do, it's, it's been awesome to watch. Uh, I'm really glad they got our uniform on. You've seen this team come back and come back and come back. Why was this one so different? Uh, I, I just think, you know, the, the way the game was going, um, y you know, we, we didn't play a particularly crisp ball game. Uh, but, you know, before the game, you know, we found out about an hour before the game, Kyle Seager was a scratch. He had a personal issue he needed to take care of. So he was not even in the building today. So you're, you're running Romy out there. Uh, we know we're short in the bullpen uh, with some guys. And, you know, just the... the, the, the the grit uh, to hang in there and fight through it. And there was not one person in our dugout thought for a second we we're going to lose that ball game today. Um, and that's a really good feeling. What's it like when you're down, you get down a couple of runs in an inning, and you know D. Gordon's coming up at the top of the next? Yeah, I mean, he's. You know, we have a lot of guys that wouldn't mind having come up leadoff innings, but certainly he's our guy uh, getting on base, uh, creating different things. You know, when Sugar hits the ball in the gap, you know, D, there was a lot of close plays around the field today, but close play at the plate there. Um, you know, D is just the energy. He's the spark on our club, and, and it's, uh, you know, the up and down the line now with the home runs and everything else he's got going in the bench. It's, it's been a lot of fun. We, we told him a few uh, a few days ago he was going to continue to make a few outs, but you know he's got to stay level. You know, even Keel Ryan has a tendency to get really really high, and then when he struggles a little bit, he thinks the world's going to end and he'll never get a hit again. But uh, he's a good player and certainly got power. Swung about great in this series. Um, you know, we had a lot of things going on today. Even you know talked about maybe moving him over to third base, which he has played some third base and he didn't have a third baseman's glove with him. So it's kind of like a little a little league game out there for a while today. But uh, guys are willing to do whatever it takes, and um, you know, really really grinding it out. You had two great chances in the sixth and seventh innings to tie the game at least. They didn't do it. So how cool is it to come back in the eighth and ninth when that didn't happen? We had we didn't uh, situationally hit so well today. You know we had guys on third and, and struggled to get those guys in a number of innings, and typically guys that have have come through with a four in the past. You know Nelson's usually lock in. Z got in a good count and wasn't able to finish the at bat. So, you know that, that it hurts. But I think even after that happened, you just feel like we're going to continue to put pressure and we'll get another opportunity. Somebody will come up big with a, a big hit, a big play, and, and and we were able to get get it over the end, uh, over the hump at the end. So, uh, you know. Uh, the Angels are banged up a little bit now. We've been banged up before, you know, but you have to play the schedule and keep grinding through it. And, you know, I, I've said, you know, when this homestand started, we're looking forward to the stretch of games, which a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of our fans and people said, oh, we'll just wait and see. We'll wait and see. Our team's really good. And if you don't enjoy and can connect with our club right here, you just don't like baseball. This is what we've talked about bringing the Pacific Northwest. We have a chance to do something special here this summer. Our guys feel it, and the people in the ballpark certainly feel it as well. Play with Segura. There's a lot going on in that. You know, the, the thing that gets unnoticed in that play, what a phenomenal job their third baseman did. And David Fletcher, uh, you know, when the ball gets offline, the third baseman's instincts to run to home plate. Not many guys in the league that do that. And it's a rookie, and I happen to know David Fletcher. Uh, he's a really a heads-up player. But for a rookie to do that and be in that spot, because uh, when the ball was that far offline, Gene did the right thing to take off home plate, and he was not expecting the third baseman to be standing there to take the throw from the catcher. So very, very close, fraction of an inch, you know. Uh, just didn't get the call our way on that one.
you've seen big plays from Mitch Haniger before, and you have confidence in him, obviously, but did you learn something else about him this series and the way he played, the way he stepped up? No, no, not really. I think that's that's Mitch. You know, he, he's a good player. He's going really good right now with the bat. Uh, it feels great at the plate, but you know, it's it's a defensive plays. You know, great play there uh, to start the double play in the top of the ninth inning. Um, I don't think you're really surprised by anything he can do on a baseball field because he is so into it. He never takes a pitch off. Marco not quite as sharp, but but put you in position. Yeah, Mar Marco just he didn't get the first pitch strikes today. No, that was the key. And, and as the pitch count started to rise a little bit, uh, I knew we were going to be in for a wild finish just because mapping out the pitching uh, before the game, we needed to try to get six innings out of Marco. His pitches were were used up. He did fight through the fifth inning, got out of a big jam there, but you know, and then had to go to the bullpen and, and stretch those guys. So, you know, where we're at in the bullpen, Elias was going to pitch for the remainder of that game. You know, because the guys we had left, Pazos and, and Colome, were just going to be an inning apiece. You can't, you know, we just, Elias was going to run with it, and I'm glad we got the win when we did. No doubt. They were shorthanded. Diaz was down. Uh, Cook was down as well. So it was, it was a good time to win the ball game, that's for sure. Elias came out and finished that one off, and Mariners get the win. Remarkable. What a great win for the M's. And now sets the table for a four-game series against the Boston Red Sox starting tonight. A break for the M's. They will not see Chris Sale in the series. Sale pitched yesterday against Baltimore in a 5-1 Boston win. They will see Mookie Betts, though, who came back and played against Baltimore in the game yesterday. Also homered for Boston. Uh, Betts is having a ridiculous season. Uh, just off the DL, batting 352 this year, 18 home runs, 38 RBIs. If Mike Trout wasn't playing baseball in the American League, Betts would be the front runner, despite being on the DL for MVP in the American League. He has had a really special season so far, also mixed in 19 doubles and leading what has been a very good offense so far for the Red Sox. J.D. Martinez has been splendid this season, batting 313, 22 homers, 55 RBIs. He's been dynamite as well in the middle of this lineup. So those are the two guys. I mean, for the most part, the Mariners are going to have to be very careful with when you're talking Boston Red Sox. Pitching has been interesting. Pomerantz is on the DL. That's a big loss. The matchups for this series look like this. Felix Hernandez will get the ball tonight for the Mariners, and I think we're all interested in seeing uh, what happens with Felix tonight. Two starts ago against Tampa Bay, he was brilliant. Last time out in Tampa Bay, struggled. He'll get the ball tonight, 6-5, and 5-7-0 ERA, 7-10 first pitch. We'll take the air an hour before that. David Price will go for Boston, 7-4 and four this year, a 4-0-0 ERA. How about this? Friday night at Safeco Field. We'll talk more about this in the podcast coming up tomorrow. How about James Paxton on the hill against the Red Sox? Rick Porcello will go for Boston. That's a 7-10 start as well. Saturday, a unique start. This is nationally televised. 5-15 first pitch. Wade LeBlanc, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright has a long scoreless inning streak going. 
Uh, and then Mike Leak on Sunday, 110 against Eduardo Rodriguez. And then it's off to the East Coast. An off day Monday, then a series with the Yankees. But first things first, this four-game set against the Red Sox is going to be awesome. Red Sox, the second-best record in baseball. The Mariners, the best record in baseball. I mentioned Pomerantz on the DL, Dustin Pedroia on the DL as well for Boston. It's interesting that the a lot of focus has been on the Mariners' schedule and who they've played. Boston getting tested in this one as well. Boston 12-10 and 10 against teams above 500. They haven't played a lot of teams above 500 so far this year. And just two games above 500 uh, against the ones they have. They have steamrolled teams below 500 35 and 12 against teams below 500 Mariners actually have the best record percentage wise in baseball against teams above 500 uh, 500 better at 17 and 11 now which is second best behind just the Yankees Boston is fourth best it's really only a handful of teams in baseball above 500 against teams at 500 or better and Boston fourth best, the Astros third best, the Mariners second best, and Yankees are the best. And that's all of baseball. All four happen to be in the American League. So table set, Mariners, Red Sox starting tonight at Safeco Field. I hope you have a chance to make it out at some point this series. I think the atmosphere is going to be sensational. Uh, I think I've seen that Sunday is a virtual sellout already. If you haven't made your ticket plans, I would get on that as quickly as possible because this is going to be great. I mean, every game against the Angels was outstanding. They're playing so well right now, especially at home. In a matchup against the Red Sox, the energy is going to be so high. It's going to be great. Uh, So I hope you get a chance to make it to Safeco Field. Right now, how about a conversation, Shannon Dreyer and Jean Segura? I caught up with Jean earlier today to talk about how it is all hands on deck when it comes to communication on the field. All right, Jean, wanted to catch up with you to talk about a couple of different things. And uh, the first was there was kind of an interesting situation last night, and it's something that um, I've seen Robbie do it before, and I told you kind of helped out with it last night. But uh, late in the game, manager comes, or the pitching coach or the manager comes out to talk. You come to the mound, too, and, and you give your input on what you're seeing out there when you're on defense. What, do you, what can you see out there? I mean, we can see a lot of teams over there. I mean, we can see sometimes, you know, as a, as a hitter chases some pitches and and they throw different kind of pitches. Uh, Why we throw a different kind of pitch? Because he was chasing the one you throw it. So I think sometimes, you know, they got different jobs the way that they're all having. You know, the catcher has a different, you know, different uh, program to the pitcher when they end them out. I know that it's covering his job. You know, our job is to go out there and play defense and hit his own balls, you know, swing the bat. But, you know, sometimes you see something that might help us, might help our pitching staff uh, to get better, to get to the next level. And, and you know, when you uh, compete, when you play against those teams like Astro, uh, you have to eliminate it, like, 
you know, any any possibility to score some run because they so good at it, and that's why they win the World Series champion because they they go at it, and and the, the more opportunity you give them, the this they get some rally going, they, they score some run, they they gonna get you up. It's pretty cool that you can contribute in that way. You guys are a team, so you guys can kind of speak up and what you see and use all of your knowledge together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another day, as you know, me and Seagers always talk about it. Like, hey, why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And, and I mean, it makes sense. Another day, I use, like, for example, a tube chase paso, like, two curve, like, where under there, like, swinging a mess. And the next pitch, he was throwing a fastball right down the middle. He banged it to the middle of the field. So this is one little thing that might, you know, help our pitching uh, to get to the next level, you know, because those guys are really good. Those guys, you know, they swing the ball well. But, you know, as a teammate, you uh, listen, I think this guy is chasing you curve. If you throw a curve, you're going to be getting out. Sometimes it makes, it makes sense, but like I say, I don't want to game ball. Oh, now he want to play different. Now he want to hit. Now he want to <laughs> pitch. So I don't try to do it. just trying to, you know, help my team and get better. At that point, you just want to win. Tonight and tomorrow, you guys are going to see a lot of bullpen arms. They're not going to have a traditional starter that goes out there five, six, seven innings. What's it like when you have to prepare for seeing, you know, maybe five, six, seven pitchers in a game? Yeah, I mean, we have to do it. I mean, it's, I don't know how I can do it. It's tough to, to handle because you see guys every, you know, different pitches at oh, Every other day, or maybe every inning, or every every two innings, and those those guys have some really good arms. So they got guys in the bullpen that throw 100, like consistently. The guy today throw 9900 too. So they got pretty good arms. But they uh, last years at home, they keep us close in the game. I think the the starting rotation been doing a really really good job for us because, like I said, we miss Robbie. Since we miss Robbie, all, all most of the games that we play, it was close game. So you know we winning without Robbie, but doesn't mean we don't need him. So sometimes uh, I think we, we need to tip a hat to to the starting rotation because they've been dominant. You know, even in Phillies too, they've been you know do awesome, awesome job. So. I think we need to keep it high with, with the, with the uh, star rotation. I mean, really, really good. And our defense, you know, we play really good defense. We lost that game yesterday against the Astros, but we battled. We play, we play the game the right way. We play the game with the energy. We never give it up. You know, we got it right there. Just by any and the seven, they get us. But you know, it's okay. We move on. And here we go. Let's talk more about Gene Segura and Mitch Anniger. G-Man, uh, the play of maybe the season defensively for the Mariners we witnessed last night, and that was, of course, the throw from Mitch Hanniger to Gene Segura, and that did kind of make us think a little bit, hey, those two guys came over in the same trade, didn't they? <laughs> they sure did. How about that? What a great play. What a great that play. That was wizardry. And which do you think was better? Did, did you it. like the throw better or the tag more? See, that's what makes that one so much fun because – I can accept an argument either way because they were both pretty spectacular. I think the, the throw was amazing. The tag, though, was out of this world. I it's mean, out of the Globetrotters. It really was. Just kind of, whoop, hey, look at that. Okay, so that, Metal made us, Lark Lemon. that made us think even further. 
Nice reference, by the way. Thank you. That made us think even further, who's been more important to the Mariners' success this year, Mitch Haniger or Gene Segura? Because, again, you could argue either way, right? Segura is one of the best hitters in the game right now. Meanwhile, Mitch Haniger, for a guy who entered this year with under a full season's worth of games in his Major League resume, not only has he produced, but he is well, he's filled in in the cleanup spot mm -hmm. when Nelson Cruz is out. He's filled up in the number three spot without Robinson Cano. It's been incredible. I think this is another argument that you could go either way with, and it's really tough. Uh, let's start with this. Those two guys combined have been essential to this team, especially when you consider the injuries and everyone else in and out of the lineup. And Hanniger has been there all season long. Sigur has just missed a couple of days. Those guys have been the rocks of this lineup all season long. I look at Gene Segura in particular, the season that he is having, and to me it is incredible. I mean, it, you're talking it, if this world existed without Mike Trout and Betts and a couple of other guys having, like, out-of-this-world seasons. MVP seasons. Yeah. I mean, because you look at what he is pacing out to be, and I think when you talk about pace numbers, it's nice because it puts what he's done so far in context of what it would mean for a full season. But we're talking about a guy who's hitting 342, which is incredible. In June. Right. <laughs> 342 in June. He's on pace for 12 homers, 99 RBIs, 46 doubles, and uh, mixing in 34 stolen bases along the way as well. He is on pace for 121 runs scored and 222 hits. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what he's done so far this season. Not to mention he's been a plus defender at shortstop as well, one of the most important positions defensively. I think when you put the season as a whole together that Gene Segura has had, it's incredible. Well, war is not the end-all, be-all, but if you look at wins above replacement per baseball reference, it is pretty impressive that both Hanniger and Segura are tied for 15th in the majors at 2.7, which kind of made us look even further at duos in the game right now. Two guys on the same team ranking in the top 20 in baseball and wins above replacement. And, I mean, these are all the guys that you would expect, right? Mm -hmm. Mike Trout, Angleton Simmons. Of course, Trout is on pace for the single best wins above replacement season outside of Babe Ruth. Yeah, so you could uh, you could couple him with anyone on right. the Angels, and they would have a great combined war. Mike Trout and Gary Hill, third in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, right? Yeah. Um, George Springer, Jose Altuve, mm -hmm. Judge and Gardner. Gardner's having an incredible defensive season this year. And then Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez will be seeing them starting tomorrow. And then you also have Segura and Hanniger. I mean, these are the two constants all season for the Mariners, and it just blows me away that – they came over in the exact same deal. You know, that's the thing that I can't get past either. You talk about a combo that came over together in the same trade. It's incredible. And the amount of production that they're getting from those two guys together. I mean, they're really the cornerstone of this offense. And that move, I mean, as the days go by, as the weeks go by, as the months go by, it just gets better and better with their production and guys that are going to be here for a long time as well. Well, you mentioned you like to tag more. You know what I think would be fun? Let's, I want to line up 20 Joe Schmoes, and you and I can be two of the 20. And let's stand in the corner in foul ground at right field. <laughs> yes. I always love this. <laughs> and let's, let's film us throwing to second base. Yes. With, without even looking at second base, of course. And then after that, we're going to put D. Gordon at home plate, and we're all going to race D. Gordon <laughs> around the bases. I would love that. See you later!